Since the father, the son is the center of the earth, in the middle of the universe, then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens, what does it all mean? All, all right, welcome. Happy Wednesday. This is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. First downs and flip tricks. It is the 27th day of March. And uh, if you're out in uh, LA traffic, I highly suggest you uh, go home and uh, stay home and don't drive on the freeways. Uh, it's crazy out there today. <laughs> so, um, but I'm super excited and super thankful to welcome. Um, I've got a Los Angeles Chargers in the studio here in Hollywood at Dash. Uh, super three-time Super Bowl or three-time BCS champion, hailing from the Crimson Tide. And uh, reared in Houston, I'm super excited to welcome Curtin Los Angeles Chargers nose tackle or tackle. He's got quite a few varieties depending on what type of defensive scheme you're working with, Mr. Damian Square. And uh, and then also I want to give uh, a quick shout out to uh, Laura, Trent, Ed over at uh, Cowtown Skateboards on their 17th annual Phoenix Am. A huge, uh, huge success. Congratulations to Ivan Montiero. This year's winner, Maurice Jordan in second, and Jack Olson in third. Congratulations also to a good friend of mine, Bucky Lassick, who just went vert attack. And uh, and then I want to um, a quick a quick prayer request. Um, and I don't usually do that, but uh, some good friends of mine, uh, the mama's son, was transported in a helicopter yesterday from uh, the Children's Hospital in Orange County to Los Angeles Children's Hospital, and. Uh, will be having a kidney transplant. And uh, this family has been in and out of the hospital for over the last year with Waylon. Um, and so I know that prayers um, are welcome for this entire family and for Waylon as well, uh, going through this hard time. Um, and so, and but with that, I'm going to, and all, what I'll do is I will give you a, a GoFundMe um, that I'll put into uh, the Instagram and the Desiree Facebook page, fan, fan page, and then also Twitter. Uh, so, but now again, I'm just super, super excited to welcome this amazing man who continues to impact the field on and off of it. Uh, Alabama Roll Tide for Life, current LA Charger. He's a husband. He's a father. He's constantly giving back to the home, his hometown in Houston and the community in, in California, in Los Angeles and Costa Mesa. Uh, and I mentioned again, he's a three-time, three-time BCS champion. He was a captain for two years as well, Mr. Damien Square. Damien, what's up? Chilling. Um... Just happy to be here with you. Rad. No, thanks so much for making the time and the extra time with all the traffic today. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a, a little different. Yeah. So, um, well, okay, so I, there's so many facets because I was so excited. I'm like looking at, I'm actually was looking at Taft High School and I'm like, oh my God, it, it, like breeds Super Bowl champs and defensive players that go into the NFL. What's it about Taft High School? <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, it's the community. To begin with, it's just a great community. A lot of great people uh, come out of that community. You know what I mean? So that's that's one thing. And I'm, I'm just grateful to be a kid that was a part of that community and got the opportunity to go there and do what I did. Yeah, no, I have, I've been privy. I worked on a high school football uh, show for five seasons in San Diego for KUSI. Okay. And so I would go into the locker rooms um, and cover and interview and et cetera, do, you know, watch the games and get the uh, scripts. It was pretty cool. Oceanside High School has a whole, like their training facility, their locker rooms have all 
the names of all these players that played had amazing college careers and then NFL careers. Was that something that was that similar for you? The same thing. Yeah. And in, in, in my family, you know, uh, well, in, right, right yeah. in house, you know, I had some guys that uh, was able to go play uh, college football at a high level and also some uh, distant family members who got an opportunity to play in the NFL. I won't mention any names, but um, yeah, you walked in the locker room, you saw that great legacy and you wanted to be just like those guys. You know what I mean? Uh, from a ninth grade all the way to a senior in high school, you walked in and you're like, man, I want to have my picture up there one day and I want a kid just like me to approach this weight room and, you know, have that same desire to get up on that wall. And um, I think I've been on that wall quite a few times, you know what I mean? And they actually just, they're now building a, a new facility at my high school. So hopefully I can be a big part of that as well. Right on. That was actually going to be my question is, if you know, growing up, did you have, did former players come and talk to the team um, when you were there. Oh yeah, I've been I've been around football my whole life, you know what I mean? I got I've, I've had the opportunity to speak to a lot of uh, legends that I didn't know was legends at the time like Julius Peppers and uh, Casey Hampton, uh, different guys like that. And no, those aren't guys that actually went to my high school, uh, Dexter Manley, uh, uh guys like that went to my high school, but yeah, they came back and uh they but just the community, the community will not let you forget, you know, the people that came through that community. And it just lights a fire under you and it makes you want to be one of those people that they talk about. So the community won't let you forget. Right on. Yeah, no, okay. So a defensive back, Elvis Peterson, two-time Super Bowl champ. Linebacker, John Roper. Uh, cornerback, Reggie Phillips. Defensive end, Dexter Mainly, like you mentioned. Uh, Santan, uh, defensive tackle, Santan, Santan Dotson. Yeah. Uh, he actually went to school with my mom. He did. Yeah. A, and then defensive end, Albert um, Font Fontnot. He did not get a Super Bowl ring. However, he was a charger. And so yeah. was... Uh, Elvis Peterson actually finished his career as a Charger as well. Exactly. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy, I think. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. I mean, we don't think about it much there because, like I said, it's just such a great legacy that comes through that building, you know what I mean? And actually, like I said, they're building a new high school, so that that feeling, you know, has to be reestablished in a new building that they're building. But um, some of those guys' teammates uh, had the opportunity to come back and coach, you know, some of the guys that were probably less fortunate and didn't get the opportunity to make it as far and football as those guys did, but their teammates who played some college ball and also was great high school football players, they actually stayed around and coached me. Like my uh, head coach was Clarence McKinney, who is now the running backs coach at uh, Arizona, Arizona University of Arizona okay. with um, uh, Sumlin. He followed Sumlin from Texas and m to Arizona. So, um, yeah, just guys like that, they will not let you uh, forget. And then, you know, the stats on the wall, the records on the wall, uh, every game that you play. Uh, I think I had like 19 sacks in a season which is nothing at the high school. It's, that's crazy. That's think, pretty pretty I, impressive I, I think, in I high think, school. I think the a record there is like 16 sacks in the playoffs, and that's six games in the uh, Texas State playoffs. So it's that's, like I said, I had 19 sacks in the season, and it didn't come close to being a sack record at that high school, which is nuts. That's just to let you know the guys that continue to come through that high school, and also they have a great basketball program as well. Um, and track and whatever else you want to name. So my community is a real special community. Um, a lot of great actors come out of my community. So it's something in the water uh, in that place that uh, creates legends. Yeah, it does. I mean, the baseball, MLB players, there's basketball players playing in the league. Exactly. I mean, there's, I mean, actors, as you mentioned, writers, you know, reporters. I mean, there's Yeah, my grandmother actually went accolades. to school with Felicia Rashad. Oh, really? So she went to my high school with Felicia Rashad, which is nuts. That's nuts. That is nuts. Yeah, I'm like, what, who was she and what did she do every day? And she said she used to uh, walk down the hall and, you know, be acting and singing and people would laugh at her. And now she's a legend. 
You know mm. what I mean? So that's that's crazy. You never know who you're around. No, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah. That's kind of rad to, to have a high school that you know has that much heritage. You know, and then let's 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 just speak also on Texas. I mean, football and Texas are synonyms. Yeah. I mean, you know, Southern California, California, we've got some great football programs here in the high schools. Um, there's a lot of great NFL players that come out of Southern California, San Diego, Southern California, all of California, but Texas, I mean, it, it's a religion in Texan, Texas, right? Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, it's everywhere. You know, I, I would say the consistency of our football is great. You know what I mean? When I was down in San Diego, I got it out, you know, people, they approach me and they ask me about it all the time. And I tell them the consistency, just the school that's right down the street is really good. And then the school two blocks over is really, really good. Versus when you go to other places, you might have one school that's a powerhouse and everybody else is kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? But my consistent um, competition was really, really high. And I didn't realize that until I went to Alabama and had opportunity to go play in Philadelphia and um, got opportunity to see their high school football and different things like that. So I do respect um, the level of... Um, religion <laughs> uh, in football in, uh, in Texas. And it is, is, we're prideful about it. And I think they do a good job of uh, keeping it up and uh, great guys coming out, being recruited like Andrew Luck and different guys of that nature coming out of that place. Oh yeah, a lot of great players. That's awesome. If you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Damian Square. Um, now, we uh, Alabama. I yeah. mean, okay, so a phenomenal, phenomenal program. Something like that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a Trojan, you know, so, you know, like USC's also, but I know in the South <laughs> and I know like the South hates the West, but um, you are in the West now. So I'm we got some, okay, you are from Texas. So, yeah. So, um, well, now growing up, where was Alabama your school that you wanted to go to or what? You know, as a child, where did you want to go to school? I wanted to go to Miami. Like okay. any kid. Okay. That's um, why I was that's wondering. Twenty five to thirty years old right now. I wanted to go to Miami and I actually had a uncle that went to Miami who was about seven years older than me. His name's John Square. He went to Miami and he actually won a national championship, played for another one and lost to um was it Ohio State on the pass interference call in mm -hmm. uh Tostitos Bowl. Yeah. And that's what kinda gave me my desire to play big D1 football, you know what I mean? But when I came out, uh, Miami had, you know, their whole little situation that they were going through with a lot of coaching changes. And um, I decided to go to Alabama, which is crazy because people think, oh, you went to Alabama because they were so good. But it wasn't because of me. But the year before I got there, they won four games. So I, I wasn't going there and, um, you know, I had high hopes, but it wasn't happening at the time. You know, I, I was uh, able to join a recruiting class with Julio Jones will someday put on a Hall of Fame jacket. Uh, Mark Ingram, who possibly will uh, one day put on a Hall of Fame jacket. And uh, Dante Hightower, another special guy who might possibly put on a Hall of Fame jacket. Um, just some special football players. Um, and just the fact that I could get recruited with those guys, I was amazed by that. So I took the opportunity. I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going. I'm a guy from downtown Houston, which is similar to growing up in a city in LA. So. Um, not a country boy by no no means. Uh -huh. um, went to Tuscaloosa, was there for two weeks and I wanted to go home because there wasn't enough activity uh, going on. Um, but I actually hung around, you know, uh, <laughs> and made that transition and uh, got a chance to play some uh, big time college football and win a few championships. Win a few championships, three. Yeah. Three and SEC champion the and for two of those years as well. Yeah, it's crazy. I won a, a national championship without winning 
SEC championship. That, so that just speaks to you about that conference. And that's why you had all this confidence in this fa the faith this season or this past season <laughs> yeah, as well exactly. that they would win. Yeah, Ugh, and we we're. <laughs> I did have a lot of faith, right? You did. Yeah, I he was told me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, okay, and okay, so family members, I will. I'm gonna, there's multitude. This is, you don't, I won't name them. No, it's okay. okay you know, them. I mean, like yeah. we've got what? So, um, uncles, as you mentioned, John Square, who went to Miami. You yeah. were just mentioning him. Johnny Otis Square, who went yeah. to Colorado Strait, another great program. Exactly. Um, Ronnie Miller, North Texas. Yeah. Robert Miller, Colorado State, yeah. and the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, and your cousin, Derek Curry. Who played also at my for, for the Dolphins played for Notre Dame, yeah, uh, and for the Bengals, yeah, exactly. So what's uh, what are the holidays like? Um, is there eleven eleven on eleven or a seven on seven games going on? <laughs> well, everybody just talk about what they did, you know, in their time. And um, I actually uh, just uh, lost an uncle here this past weekend. Another guy that contributed to the legacy of my name in Houston. You know what I mean? Um, and I just thank my mom um, for you know, giving me my name, you know, giving me an opportunity to uh, come behind those guys and just walk in their shoes and uh, kind of create a story for myself. You know, those guys know what they did um, and I wouldn't be who I am today and have the opportunities that I had coming up if those guys didn't do what they did in my community, you know, for, for years. I mean, my uncle Johnny O, I mean, he, I don't even know how much older than me he is, but the fact that his legacy affected mine it just speaks of volumes of what he did in the community and still does in the community in Houston and also in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, no, and that Boulder, Colorado is, uh, um, there's a, a great 30 for 30, um, the gospel according to Mac. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't. It's a, it's a pretty beautiful, uh, pretty beautiful thing. Wow. Um, and that quarterback actually grew up where we live. Okay. So, um, you know, but there's, so there's a lot of, I mean, it's just football is so inter, intertwined and inter, you know, it is, um, it's really special. You know, you even mentioned it about the coaches, you know, and, and former players and, yeah. you know, and how, and I know that there is a, there is a sort of a path in some ways where players will follow coaches because the coaches know what the, the player is uh, ha abilities they have of and then course. the player also knows what the coach is about so yeah, it makes the transition a little bit easier you know you want to build relationships like that I, I had some guy speak to me uh, that, was, that was in free agency and I said what are the things that you look for in free agency and I said that man you want to you want to always get back to the relationships that you created you know what I mean and um, you'll know what kind of relationship you created when you come up in free agency in this league you know what I mean and, and guys will come back and they will get you when they, um, you know, get up in higher positions. So it is about the relationships that you establish with the people that surround you every day in a facility. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about that too. So from, okay, from, from Taft or John Taft. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it both ways. I'm not sure how you refer to it. Yeah. We, we actually, we, we refer to it with another name. We what call it, so my community is Third Ward and Houston, they, they separate communities by wards. Just uh -huh. like in Louisiana, they call it parishes. Okay. So we just call it Third Ward High. Third Ward High. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's super sick. Yeah. Um, and then to Alabama, who was four, had four wins. Yeah. Four. And then finally making it from Kansas City or from the Eagles to Kansas City to the Chargers. And they have four wins. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. Like, you know, I forgot I, about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but your experience, you know, because I was going to ask, you know, coming from Alabama 
and then coming to, you know, and then having, being a free agent, yeah. um, not, not drafted, but being a free agent and then, you know, going with the Eagles, then to Kansas city and then to the chargers um, and to being with a winning team to a team that struggled. Uh, what assets from your own experience do you bring to that locker room? Because I feel like you bring a lot. Well, one thing is, um, and I won a lot of games in, in college, you know what I mean? I, I think I lost like five games in five years, or maybe six, but not something real close to that. And the thing that you, you start to figure out is is it is about the wins and, wins and losses. Don't, don't get it twisted. That's what hires and fires, you know what I mean? You have to win to stay. If you lose, everybody gets fired. They create a new culture and you try it again. But if you realize what I said, I said culture. And I think that's important. The most important thing is the culture that you create every day. We play one day a week, um, and that's on Sundays and sometimes on Thursdays. And maybe you might get two games in a week with a Monday and a, and a Sunday. Saturday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you don't, that's, that's not the majority of your time. The majority of your time is the eight uh, to five that you spend every day in the building. And that's the culture that you create the workplace that you create, how easy is it to come into your workplace? Uh, how stressful is it to come into your workplace? So I think teams are built there, you know what I mean? If you create a peaceful environment that guys like to show up to, then people will excel at a high level. And I think that's something that Nick creates in Tuscaloosa, and that's the reason why that program continues to have success. And I don't think it'll stop anytime soon because he creates a place where people love to come to, and whenever you do that, the progress will take care of itself. And um, I think I just try to bring that to guys, you know what I mean? I think that's my biggest attribute is that I was a part of something uh, so great. Uh, some guys wasn't fortunate enough fortunate enough to be a part of something like that. So, you know, they want to know about it. It's contagious, uh, just like losing is contagious. So I think, um, like I said, I just try to express to guys, man, it's all about the culture, how you treat people every day. Um, and the winning will take care of itself. Uh, success will come to you. It'll walk right into your lap if you continue to approach things in the right way, respect people's space, and also respect the come and go, where we're trying to get to. And if you can do that to the best of your ability, because you will have shortcomings from time to time, uh, the culture will take care of itself, and success will walk right up to you and knock on you. Oh, cool. So everyone to get that, that you're going to need to coin that, like juice that maybe like yeah. so you can <laughs> send that out and then yeah, yeah, distribute yeah, yeah. it. Well, everybody doesn't get it, but um, you just, you want, you want most people to get it. Some people is just not in their nature. Uh, some people want chaos, you know what I mean? And I don't quite understand that, but I do respect it. You know what I mean? But um, if you can get most of the people to get it, I think in any business, whatever you're doing, I think you'll be headed in the right direction. Right on. Cool. Um, okay. So I'm joined by Damien Square. You just heard some, uh, some very insightful information you, okay. And then I was thinking as well, like you're getting into the NFL, you know, you are a free agent. Um, you were a free agent, yeah. you know, um, you had the opportunity to go to an AFC and an NFC team, uh, and then to the, another AFC team as well and be a part of this. And then this team has, a grip of change, um, you know, um, constant talks in San Diego when the team was in San Diego of moving. Mm -hmm. uh, and then once the move, a lot more, a lot of, I mean, having to move physically yourself, new coaching staffs, new staff with the organization. But I feel like all of that change and that 
sort of us against the world worked towards the Chargers' benefit for you guys in some ways. Yeah, in some ways it did. Um, and, um, you know, some big pieces changed, uh, you know, with the coaching change uh, with Anthony Lynn, who was a great guy, uh, the head of our organization, and the uh, other guys that he brought in, like Gus Bradley. Um, those guys changed things in a positive way. Like I said, just creating a great workplace. Uh, I love getting up in the morning, um, alarm clock go off, and knowing that I'm going to walk into that place. Those guys create a fun place to come to, especially uh, on the defensive side of the ball with Gus Bradley. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it did. You know, we come here in L.A. with two teams, you know what I mean, and we don't want to be the laughing stock. Uh, of L.A., you know what I mean? So we definitely had to come here with a chip on our shoulder, but we knew what we had. You know, uh, I think injuries set us back a few seasons really bad. Uh, we had a very injured team, uh, but, you know, with Keenan Allen being healthy, um, being on the field, you see what he can do. Uh, Melvin yeah. Gordon kind of getting his rhythm as well, Melvin like more, Gordon. you know, really being able to utilize his strengths uh, on the field. Exactly. Uh, opening up the offense a little bit more, uh, the defense growing together, Denzel Perryman, Becoming a guy that we all knew he would be, you know what I mean? And he's just going up from here. Uh, Casey Hayward, balling out of control, you know what I mean? And we still got some injuries. I'm I'm excited to see him and Jason Verrett on the field at the same time. Uh, I think that could be the best cornerback duo in the league, period. You know, so it's still – injury has held us back uh, in San Diego, and it was unfortunate that we uh, were in that situation where we were about to get up and go to a whole, a whole other city. Injury set in uh, – Guys not feeling like they're at home. Like you said, they hung around for like three years. So every year you get in an apartment lease or you're in a home and you're about to sell it. Uh, do I renew this lease? Do I send my family back to Houston? I know that was some of the decisions that I was having to make. So it was just a lot of a misunderstanding without a lot of information. Uh, you would ask around like, what are we going to do? And everybody seemed like they did not know. And I genuinely think that they did not know what we, what we were going to do. I would always try to rub up on Phil because I thought he had some type of inside information. <laughs> And, you know, I think after about five times, I kind of came home and I told my wife, I said, I don't think Phil knows what we're going to do either. So everything was just a spare the moment type of thing. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, it didn't work out in San Diego in that great town. I actually missed that place. But um, some good things are happening up in uh, Costa Mesa, Orange County. Uh, my family loves it. I love it. Uh, I actually grew to like uh, the StubHub Center. It's a very uh, intimate, it intimate, is intimate. Um, uh, football uh, place to play football. Uh, so we're going to enjoy that for the time being until we have to move into this uh, great new facility that they're building up here. Yeah, no, and I was going to ask about that because, you know, everyone is like, oh, it's so small. And yeah, it is small, but it's got to be as a player. I mean, as, as a fan to yeah. go to StubHub, you've got, I mean, you've got great seats no matter yeah. where you're sitting and you feel you are right there on the field. And as a player, I would imagine that you really feel your fans are even that much closer yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, when you're winning. Yeah, yeah, no. Because <laughs> you could have a, a, a stadium full of Denver fans. You know, it could feel like you're in uh, Colorado uh, playing against the Broncos here in uh, L.A. So, uh, but when we were winning and we got on our uh, on our streaks, man, it felt good to walk into that building. I didn't think that you could get that type of energy in that building, but when we were running off four or five wins in a row, uh, showing up, coming back home, it did feel like we had a home field advantage, you know, and to be able to play at that place in this good weather um, in this great town, uh, get some W's and actually be able to get on the highway and go right back home in 15 minutes. That was a good package deal. So hopefully we can make that happen again this year. Yeah. And you guys were just, you were within one to three points. I want to say like for so many of those losses, yeah. like it was so, I mean, I know it's a win and loss 
of course, you know, column, but being that close, like as a player, is it harder when you are between one and three points losing the game or is it harder when you have a blowout um, or you get blown out? I should say. I would say a loss is a loss. Um, that's, that's how I would say it. Um, I mean, the points kind of represents the margin of error, mm-hmm. you know, what you need to fix kind of, you know, because sometimes, um, you know, the other team don't play as well, you know, to their potential either, and they might still get the W. But um, so, like I said, it all goes down as an L in the L column. But at the same time, I would say that the points sometimes represent the margin of error and, you know, just give you some hope uh, that maybe it's some little uh, thing that you could fix to possibly get the W next week. So I would have to say um, a blowout is a little harder to take than a, a three-point loss. Okay, cool. I know because it's a nice perspective. Now, you also had two different uh, defensive coordinators, uh, two great defensive coordinators here, John Pagano first, and then um, Gus Bradley, who's phenomenal as well. I mean, part of uh, with the Seahawks as well uh, with Pete. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll bring the Trojans back in there, Um, (laughs) you know, uh, but uh, two really different. um, And then you you guys shifted um, your scheme. And I know it's a it was a small tweak, but it is a tweak. Yeah, um, it is. You know, as a player, what's it like? I mean, is it kind of exciting because you're you're maybe um, there's more study involved, or it, what's it like as a player coming in and having it shifted? Well, it's a good thing. It wakes everybody up. You know okay. what I mean? It's kind of like uh, having the same professor over and over again. You know what I mean? You get a new professor, you got to come to class, be on time. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to pay attention to what's going on because they're pre- they're presenting new information. And um, some of the information you find out is is the same. You know what I mean? It's just using different words, different terminology. But whatever the case, you have to be alert to understand what's going on. And it kind of puts everybody on an even playing field. You know what I mean? Um, which Brandon Mebane was actually in the defense before. But still, he played. Yeah, he shifted when he, he came he, here. He, yeah, He still shifted, yeah. you know, and it had to, you know, uh, I guess uh, get back in touch with uh, what, what, what Gus was talking about. But um, it, it woke everybody up. And it. it and I think that was good for our defense. We had a young defense. Uh, uh, we had some guys in some some spots, some battles in some spots. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen at a few positions. So, uh, like I said, I, I think it, it got everybody to play at a high level. You know what I mean? Just uh, Gus bringing in his package. We also wanted to see what, what was the magic behind the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, uh, rather Gus know, knows it or not, he carries that with him. You know, uh, people kind of um, kind of put that on him. Uh, not being the reason, but being a part of what uh, Seattle had going on. It was so great uh, when they were playing a dominant defense up in Seattle. It was it was crazy to watch that on TV. Um, and I kind of know how that feels because I played at Alabama. And, you know, people will kind of say the same thing about us, uh, watching us on defense. So um, I wanted to see what the magic was about, you know, what, what kind of uh, positions he was putting these guys in to make those type of plays because, believe it or not, as good of a player you might be, as great of a player that you might be, the defensive coordinator has to put you in a great position to make those type of plays. And uh, I think you saw a little bit of that magic uh, on the field when we were uh, playing against some great teams and uh, almost pitching shutouts. Yeah, no, you guys, bravo. It was. It did It did mesh. It was yeah. rad. That defense really meshed the season. Yeah. Um, and it's got to feel good to be a part of it. I know it's the three facets to, to the team. I yeah. mean, obviously there's um, – but to have an impact – as you guys did this, this defense this year really had a huge impact in those games. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I, 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 won't, I can I don't have my statistics, but there is, I mean, points wise. Yeah. I mean, it's statistically, yeah, we were, you know, we were, you guys we were had, like top in the league. Yeah. You know, I mean, allowed. Um, and it, it, it sparks energy, you know, within the offense. Uh, like you said, it is three faster to the team, you special teams, defense and offense. But um, I think as a defense, we just kind of uh, took control of our unit. You know what I mean? Um, like we were a unit of our own, not like we were separated from the team. But at the same time, we knew we had to do our part. And once we came together, you know, got really, really close with each other and just kind of like took it into our own hands to make this our defense kind of set a stamp in the NFL that when you come play the Chargers, you're going to get high energy. Uh, you're going to get used on the field, guys that can fly around. And most importantly, depth. Uh, I think we, we kind of put that stamp uh, on this football season and we want to continue that going into next year. Yeah, I think you will. Well, and I also, what's what's rad is, you know, there's bonuses and there's positives and negatives with the field where you guys are playing at Carson. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, StubHub, it's, it's awesome. But you mentioned it could backfire with depending on uh, the fans there. But that also I take as a positive to bring out because you guys for the road games it sort of took the edge off all your road games in a sense as well. Oh yeah. I mean, which is something, I mean, obviously you want your home field advantage period, but to have that, that's sort of a, I shouldn't say special, but it's a unique um, thing that a team is able to have uh, to be able to know what it is like to play at home and sometimes feel like they're not at home, but then to go on the road and beat teams that nobody would think that they, they could beat either. Yeah, you well, know? We, we would experience that a lot in San Diego. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm saying the last few years, and, uh, there was more... You could play in Oakland. Yeah, because I was going to say... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then uh, San Diego was a great destination place, so uh, that's one thing that I had to realize. People want to come, you know, to uh, so SoCal and... Uh, it's a great opportunity if their team is coming here, they can come watch a game and also, you know, go chill out on the beach and get away from some of the crazy weather on the East Coast. So that was another thing that you had to understand playing uh, in, in Southern California. But, um, yeah, um, it, it, it doesn't allow you to relax. You know what I mean? You never know what you're going to walk out to. You know, you go out in pregame and you warm up. And then you go in the locker room, you come back out and get ready for the game. You just never know what you're going to see. And when you, you know, when, like I said, when we were running off uh, four to five wins at a time, you know, to see Powder Blue in the stadium, it was a great feeling. And it also made you feel like you had to work for that. Um, I don't even know what I mean by that. But you, we had to work for that. We had to win. We had to win to get our fans in it, you know, to come from wherever they're coming from, uh, whether it's San Diego, uh, locally in the area, or uh, uh, Northern California, or Vegas, you know, different places like that. We had to win. Nobody wants to come and watch their team lose. So we, we wanted to uh, give our fans a reason to get up and, and make that drive from wherever they were coming from. I know they were coming from far places because we just moved here. You know what I mean? So they had to get here as well. So, uh, like I said, we wanted to win, and we saw, you know, the more that we won, the more the atmosphere got bigger and better. You know what I mean? And that just made us want to win that much more. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was really rad to watch. I mean, you know, I uh, obviously I wish you guys would have won a f the first few games that were so close that yeah. you know that were just you know by field goals. And I Dolphin mean, loss came back and hit us like right over the head. Yeah, and I kind of felt that after that game too, man. I felt like uh, we were the better team there, uh, but somehow we let Miami walk out of their stadium with a win. We let Jacksonville walk out of their own stadium with a win, which was crazy. Uh, but those are the things that we had to, like you said, those little fine, you know, tweaks, man, just really closing the door on teams when you have them down, you know, keeping your foot on their throat and just uh, 
getting a W. Um, I tell people all the time, you got to learn how to win, no matter how good your team is. Winning is something that you have to learn how to do. And once you learn how to do it, you continue to do it. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, defeat will always try to, you know, creep into anything that you do. But once you learn how to win, then it just starts to come your way. And and I, the, the team tasted that this year. Some of these guys never tasted that. They've been with the Chargers a little bit longer than me. I won't mention any names, but these guys have been going through this for a while. Uh, I can, I'm a Charger now. I've been here going on five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, if I retire today, I would definitely uh, retire as a Charger. Um, so, you know, just experiencing that for a long time, man, that felt so good walking out of that stadium, seeing uh, my kids and my wife with a big smile on their face, uh, just seeing the joy in my face and uh, getting ready for uh, a next week, knowing that uh, most of the times when I step on the field, I'm with the better team. Yeah. Yeah. It, what, now, and share that, too, because I know, like, after the game, uh, with as media, I've been able, you know, shooting the games for ESPN, still photos or doing interviews or doing things for some of the local news stations or my radio station. After the game, everybody congregates together by the buses, the families all. Um, And it's sort of like a, I mean, football is family. It's sort of a really special sort of connection there. And there's many other things I know with the organization as well, where the families are all brought together. Um, But it's kind of a weekly thing. That's kind of nice to share. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool thing. You, You walk out in the parking lot and people, uh, had a few tailgate uh, hot dogs left over, <laughs> things like that, man. You, the kids get to see each other because sometimes, most of the time, they don't get a chance to see each other unless they stay in the same community. And there's a few guys that stay in the community with me, so our kids get to see each other all the time. But some of those kids, you know, that's the only time that they get to see each other So and, and the wives, you know what I mean? So it's just a good time for them to come together. You know, uh, and with the boys, we, we see each other all the time, but we, we will sacrifice our time at that moment you know, for the girls to spend some time together and the kids to spend some time together. And I think it's a beautiful thing because this is a short-lived career. This won't last long, you know what I mean? So I think to take that uh, 15 or 20 minutes, uh, take that opportunity to to fellowship um, with your teammates and their families and get to know their kids and what they do when they're away from you is is a real cool thing. Yeah, well, and it's a brotherhood. It's a special brotherhood and for life. Yeah, for life. And also... it congeals the line. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it can, you know, like it, it, it knits tighter. Yeah. It I don't, locks up I'm the not, memories. my words aren't working, but I mean, yeah. I it mean, locks it's, up the memories. It's, it's what you remember most. It's, it, those things. I remember, I mean, being in Philly, uh, playing with guys like Deshaun Jackson, uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Michael Vick, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, I remember the things on the field and some of the things that they did some of the great things that those guys always did. But uh, most of all, I remember the, uh, the, the flights, uh, the crazy things that happened in the locker room, like with uh, Danny Woodhead. I was going through my phone and I had a crazy picture of Danny in the uh, locker room in San Diego. And I saw on uh, ESPN that he was retiring, which is crazy because it makes me feel old because I played with him uh, for quite some time and I watched him for quite some time. But I told my wife, I said, man, if I let this picture go right here, man, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be funny, man. But it's, it's, it's moments like that, man, just playing around in the locker room in between meetings uh, right before practice. Those are the things that you remember most, even from college. Uh, the games will always be recorded. You'll always be able to watch them. Uh, somebody have, have those available, but those memories, they're just stuck in your head. Um, sometimes you get a photo of them, sometimes you don't, but those memories are just stuck in your head and in your heart. And those are the things that you remember the most. Yeah. No, it is. It's really special. Yeah. And it was really, I was really sad. Uh, Danny was retiring yeah. as well. 
Um, so good. Mr. Third Down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so underrated. I mean, not, yeah. not, but really not underrated. Yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick knew what he had. Most guaranteed <laughs> man on, on third down and, and probably uh, one of them in NFL history. Drop off too. Mr. I mean, and all the blocking he does. That's like, I mean, he was special. amazing. Special. And he's a really good golfer. Really good golfer and a really good guy. <laughs> yeah. Funny, and a really funny, great, funny, guy. funny, man. Super good guy. Yeah. Um, all right. If you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Damien Square. Um, Damien, uh, you know, skateboarding. I, I skateboard. I used to snowboard professionally and skateboarding has been my life and football as well as running back on the boys team in third grade. Wow. Skateboarding, <laughs> you slam, you get back up and you, you drop in right again, you know, and skateboarding has taught me so many things in my life of just getting back up and dusting it off and going what has football given you? Um, a brotherhood. Um, another thing that is, you know, I think is that football is giving me is just um, being prepared for anything at any time. You know what I mean? And also bringing your best uh, at all times because you never know what you're going to face. You know, uh, you always want your best to be available when it's needed. You know, in order to be uh, ready for those moments, you always got to sharpen uh, your best. You know what I mean? And I think uh, football is one of those things when you never know what you're approaching. Um, so you always just got to come in and bring everything that you got. And you might be facing a lesser opponent. You might be facing somebody that's equal with you. Or you might be facing somebody that's a little bit better than you in certain aspects. But you got to bring your tools to the situation and try to get the best results out of it that you can get. And uh, I think uh, football, just it, that's re repetitive. Play after play, play after play. And I think that's the great thing about the game. Yeah. No, it's and sports. Yeah. They're so special. When did you know that football was going to be the thing for you? It was then. Um, okay. I always liked football, but I um, I told you the Miami-Ohio State game uh -huh. uh, with the Paris interference call with uh, the same game Willis McGahee like, had that crazy uh, freakish knee injury in. Uh, I think Andre Johnson was a part of that game. Uh, Frank Gore was a young boy in that game. Ken Darcy was the quarterback. I don't know much about Ohio State. I know uh, Chris Gamble was there, uh, and uh, I think Dick Claret. I think Maurice Claret was there yeah. at the time as well. Uh, yeah, and I was sitting in the first row of that game. Uh, Miami won that game, <laughs> and they called that late pass interference call. And I can just remember that whole trip, man. We went we went to see my uncle in a hotel, and the hotel looked like the best hotel I've ever seen. Um, and just I saw how those guys were treated. I saw uh, how those guys were genuinely happy. Uh, I saw the brotherhood. Um, I watched that game. I saw the the stage that that game was on. It was the national championship, uh, which was then uh, still played at Arizona State's uh, stadium. And just being there, that whole deal it just changed my life. And I remember I had to, I think I, they had to take me out of school at the time because uh, I think we had just started back after the Christmas break. And I remember going back to school I was just like, man, that's what I want to do. And uh, everything that I did from that that point on was to go and play college football. I always wanted to play college football. I never, I'm not going to say I never wanted to play in the NFL, but I wanted to play college football. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to play at Miami. Um, and I wanted to play on that stage. Uh, like I said, I just wanted to go get some of that. I remember that feeling, and I knew I was going to get back to it one day, and I did. And how old were you when this, when the, during this, was this game? Uh, I was 2001. 2002, one or the other. Um, but um, I don't know, I, maybe 
12, 11, 12. Okay. Yeah, 11, 12 years old. And I always played football in the streets. and uh, But, that but no, day, that was sort of that, like. The, that did it. I, I mean, I as you can hear, I still talk about it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm there, uh, sitting there. I remember what I had on. I remember the weather. I remember everything about it. And like I said, I made that decision that day that everything that I did from that point on was to uh, get back to that moment. And I did three times. And now, can I ask if your uncle was there for your games? Um, he wasn't there for the for the championships because he you know, oh because the NFL he was playing in the NFL though too right no or, not no, him no, 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 okay. no he actually uh he he let ball go at Miami uh he played for two BCS actually in my household we've played in every BCS bowl game that there is yeah. Now that is a crazy statistic. Yeah, that is like crazy. I should have thrown that one out. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, wow. So we played in every BCS bowl game that there is. Um, but um, he he was you know when I would come through. No, he actually was there. He was there for my last one. We okay. played in Miami. We okay. played. Oh, that's right. I was gonna we say. smashed. I always got to say this. Notre Dame in the um, Manti was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't mention Manti. <laughs> Sorry, Manti don't like when I mention. He, he hates that. So every uh, St. Patty's Day. <laughs> On the gram, you always say, you know, happy St. Patty's Day. And then I post a picture of us <laughs> smashing them. And I'm like, happy St. Patty's Day, everybody, every year. You know what I mean? But, yeah, my uncle was there for that one. He was there for my last one. And the funny thing is, his last game of his college career was in that stadium, and so was mine. That was our last game. But yeah. one ended up with a with a championship, and the other one didn't. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, and I'm not knocking the Irish, but uh, me and him always we always argue about because he played on that 2001 Miami team that people consider to be the uh, best college football team ever. And I always tell him we would have smashed him. Any team that I played on, we would have drug him. We would have drug him by 40 points, and he he thinks that's crazy. Which most people would think that's crazy because I just saw like somebody talking about that 01 Miami team, and then they was talking about the Ohio State team, which is like. One of the teams Joey played on, and none of those teams would no. beat us. Anyways. What about now? What about USC with Pete Carroll and, and they talk about uh, because that, that is that the team. matchup that I had always wanted to see is Alabama USC during that era. Yeah, with Pete. Yeah, that, um, that was I don't I don't think Alabama was was the was ready for that at that time. I think we were. You know what I mean? But at the same time, when I was coming through, uh, no, actually USC that. We wouldn't have played in a, a national championship one year. I think USC had like sanctions or something. They they went undefeated. Or did they lose to uh Notre Dame with Manti? It was a year. USC had a really, really good year, but they couldn't play for the national championship because they were going through That was after Pete. That was after that Pete. That was after Pete. Yeah. I'm saying while during Pete with with, with like Reggie? Uh, Ray Maluga, with Brian Cushing, with, with Clay Matthews. I mean uh, with Reggie. Uh, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, um, Lendell White, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Smith. So yeah, they, they always. Um, I mean, and I can name more of them are still playing in the <laughs> NFL. Hello, but um, oh my God. <laughs> no, but during that era, you know, and then sadly USC and Alabama play finally. Yeah. This last year, which Ooh. I was like, yeah. I mean, it, it not, is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. I know it takes time to make those games it happen. Does. Sadly, um, I just wish. SC what is at a different level, of course. And, you know. Um, but, anyways, we're not talking about USC football. <laughs> but I had to throw it in there. Um, okay, so now, and you've got. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna uh, two random random notes here. Um, walkout song. I, I started off with "He's Got Game" by Public Enemy. But what is your walkout song that. if you had one? Um. So I like Phil Collins. Okay. Yeah, 
So that's that's one of them uh, in the air. Okay. Uh, that's a special one. Um, what else? I kind of switch it up every game, man. Um, just depends on what's what's hot. I keep up with hip hop, uh, all music uh, a lot, you know. Uh, and then we got some young guys that continue to come in the locker room every year. I'm starting to, I'm the vet in the locker room, so I hear those guys uh, playing a few tunes. But uh, uh, always go to Migos. Okay, Migos yeah, Migos. Is, have you seen them play live? Have I have seen not them? seen them play live. Hey, they're off the hook. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Mi- Friends Mi- of mine have seen them. Migos special. Um, yeah, so I think that's my go-to. Uh, Migos and uh, Pipe It Up by Migos. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, and then music in the locker room. Okay, so I know how loud it is. And yeah. everybody, we've got our country guys over here. We've got, well, you know, in, in the, the locker rooms, for people that don't know, it is pretty separated. Like all the, all the you know, the, the linebackers are in one corner, or corner, not corner, but they're in yeah, one yeah, hub. Yeah. You know, I'm actually right by them. So I'm the beginning of the D-line. And so the it's the linebackers, and then I'm the D-line, yeah. and then I start the D-lineman. Okay. Yeah, but we make the rules. D-line make the rules, period. We, we, defense we, or offense in that in the locker room? Who? Oh, we control the radio. No <laughs> they always have it. <laughs> yeah, we always will. You know what I mean? Um, um, and um, yeah, we we control the radio. We we keep up with you know the latest hip hop or whatever. And if you get on the radio and you're not playing the right tunes, you will get booed. <laughs> you will get uh, disqualified from uh, the radio. So um, yeah, we we control the radio for the most part. Um, yeah, and and the tunes is like I said, Migos. Some of the latest Southern hip hop, for the most part, because most of most of us is from the South, and uh, right now, you know, uh, Southern hip hop just has this whole big movement where it's everywhere. You know what I mean? Everybody's jamming Migos, Gucci Mane, different things like that. It's not just kind of like the SEC. Yeah. No, down, sorry. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not just down in the South like it used to be. You know what I mean? Uh, Southern hip hop is everywhere. So most of the time, like I said, Migos, Future, Gucci Mane, whole Atlanta uh, rap movement is probably what's going to be playing in the locker room. Right on. Right. Yeah. Now, growing up, did you have a jersey? Um, no. Did you have a? Did you root for an NFL like a specific team, oh, the man. Oilers or the okay. Texans? Well, so I miss. So 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 I was raised in a time where the Oilers. So I was way too young to be an Oilers fan. Yeah, I figured, I, but I wasn't I know, sure like with Bruce your Bruce Matthews. Okay, you know some of the great Oilers uh, that played um, different things like that. But I missed that era, and then. Uh, I was writing in, in that gap where we had no NFL team for a while. So um, I actually rooted for Peyton for a, a long time. Uh, I was a Peyton Manning fan for a long time. And uh, wherever Peyton went, I rooted for them, which at the time he was in Indy. Uh, and he actually got him a, a Super Bowl in Indy. Um, but yeah, I rooted for Peyton pretty much that whole time until the Texans came back around. And I was a partial Texan fan. and. I still kind of watch them, and you know, I want the want the hometown to succeed. So, uh, I keep up with them now. But like I said, I was a Peyton fan. I was a Peyton fan. Uh, yeah. He, no, I actually had the flu during those playoffs, yeah. and like was in bed, but was like watching the games. Oh, you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. but you know, so rooting for Peyton as Peyton. well um, during that time. Um, okay, in Houston, you know, there's been something really special and I you know and I know you're a part of it as well of Houston Strong and really helping the community after this the hurricane last year and um all that JJ Watt did as well all that all of you players did yeah um all of you people all of this community did you know um attest to this community how special it is there oh yeah Houston is a special place uh it's one of the most diverse cities in the country you know it's a place where 
I tell anybody, if you go to Houston and it don't feel like home, I'll play for I'll pay for your flight. You know what I mean? Houston is home to anybody that comes there. It's just a, one of the most welcoming uh, cities in the United States of America. And I think uh, when this uh, devastation came through with the hurricanes that um, come through often uh, now, which is crazy. I mean, we used to get one like every 10 years now. It seemed like we get one uh, every uh, storm or tornado season. But uh, uh, people, you know, like J.J. Watts, uh, just to speak of a really big name that did some really big things for the city, uh, Gerald Green, uh, Houston Rockets uh, basketball player, also a guy originally from the city of Houston. Uh, they did some great things to keep that place uh, like it is, like I said, like home. Uh, it's one of the most welcoming cities in the United States of America. And uh, when those storms came through, it was a possibility that that could be affected. You know what, I, I think um, the acts and um, the things that the people did in the community and how they all just kind of took a deep breath uh, and just got on the right uh, accord to get that city back to where it needed to be because we've seen these things turn into disasters uh, with Katrina in New Orleans. That concerned it, that con that turned into a complete uh, disaster. And not to say that uh, things in uh, Houston wasn't, wasn't catastrophic, but at the same time, um, I think you, you saw the resiliency of that community and what it did when those storms came through uh, that great city, those people came together, anybody, that had some power or had a platform, or did the things that they can do. I wasn't at home, but I was here in L.A., and anything that I could do, um, we did. The Chargers supported uh, me and uh, another Houston native, and, mm -hmm. and Russell O'Kung, and we got uh, things down there, uh, Beacon Park Elementary uh, elementary School in, uh, in my community in Irvine. Uh, man, they, they gave me so many donations that I just had to tell them to stop because I wasn't, um, I didn't have enough manpower to get those things back to Texas. But um, like I said, the Chargers, Beacon Park, uh, other people uh, in Kenneth the area. Kenneth Farrow as well. Kenneth Farrow, not raised there, but he went to Houston. He yeah. played at Houston. Played you know? at Houston. Uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Farrow. And, and my, all my teammates that took some time out of their off day uh, to come up to L.A. and help pack up U-Hauls and uh, big 18-wheelers to get them to Houston to help these people in need. Um, I really, really appreciate those guys and this community uh, giving things uh, that they had to those people. I really uh, appreciate Southern California for doing that. And Houston is uh, on a path to recovery, and they're not done, and it probably will never be done because it was a lot of things that was done, and, and water can uh, damage things for a very, very long time. I think uh, New Orleans is still recovering from Hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm. So it's a long process. Been a, been and Montecito is Montecito with all the mudslides here. Yeah. I know my sister in that community are really, and are it's going to be a long time. Long time. You know, um, to recoup, you know, yeah. and, uh, but it does bring communities. Sadly, yeah. it brings communities really together. It does. Sadly. And people. Sadly, it does. You know. Yeah, yeah. And sadly, we, I don't, I want, I don't want to say we need things like that to happen because we don't, but at the same time, uh, it, it is light in every situation. I truly believe that. And the light in those situations is unity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it is. There is always somehow, there's always a silver lining. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, okay, and um, we were running out of time, but I do. You've got hip to be square, which yeah. is the uh, and it's dot net. So everyone, hip to be square, and it's H I P two B square. Yeah. Uh, any math? Were you really good in math, by the way? Um, <laughs> no. I was good enough to count some money. <laughs> yeah. So, and you are constantly helping like impoverished areas uh, through education and spirituality. Um, means and then also um, kind of 
guiding people oh, yeah. with your um, foundation. foundation. Yeah. Well, that's that's who I am. You know, I like to get down there, uh, face get FaceTime with the kids man, and touch them. Uh, I, I miss where I come from. I miss it. I wouldn't be who I am today without uh, poverty, period. You know what I mean? Just uh, growing up and uh, some people would say the ghetto, you know, and the things that uh, the streets taught me, you know, uh, playing basketball with my peers with no shirt on, no shoes on. You know what I mean? Uh, going outside at 8 o'clock in the morning and not coming back until 8 o'clock at night with my peers in places like that, in low-income places, uh, with low-income people. Uh, I miss it. I miss it. And um, so that's one reason why I go back, because I like to be amongst the people that are just like me and let them know that um, if they just stick to it um, and believe in what they think they are and not what people tell them they are, then they'll be fine. So that's one reason why I do it. Um, and on a, and people are in need, you know, people, I think everybody must eat. I need every, I think everybody needs to eat and I don't think anybody should miss a meal or, uh, miss an opportunity with no efforts to try to make it happen. You know, and I don't make everything happen. A lot of things I do miss, but I try to just give people an ear and a little bit of my time, uh, to try to make, uh, the things that they want in their life happen because people did it for me. No, that's correct. No, thank you. No, it's uh, they. What are they? There's a saying that you just, we, you know, we don't regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it, you know. But then also being able to give back and share your own experience and the hope exactly. that you bring yeah. um, to this community, which I think right now is so important, even more so for the kids, yeah. um, to know that there's hope. Exactly. You know. Um, yeah. Right on, Damon. You rule. Um, and are now are there any events coming up uh, for your charity, um, your foundation? So I got a, an event uh, coming up here uh, Thursday. Uh, let me take a look at this. I don't want. Oh, with uh, with for my with my yeah, sister. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Exactly. Okay, you're at yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got we, it. We're connected too. We're sort of intermarried in a way. No, yeah, not yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, kinda, kinda <laughs> mother from another mother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, uh, it's a serving kids hope uh, deal that we got going on. Just trying to raise raise awareness for child obesity. Uh, so it's an event going on in uh, Orange County. Um, so if you could stop by and um, um, just um, give your presence, if not a donation, that would be great. Um, I think uh, the address is uh, 611 Anton Boulevard, Costa Mesa, California, 92626, uh, on Thursday, March 29th. Uh, so coming up here soon from 5 to 8. So you can stop by, uh, uh, get you some grub, uh, possibly drink you a cocktail or two. Um, and like I said, if you uh, don't want to give a donation, if you could just give your presence, that would be great. But just bringing awareness to child obesity. And again, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that street right, but it's six. I think yeah, you're at Anton. Yeah. yeah. And also saying. you have it posted on your Instagram, which is at Damien underscore square. square. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, there's more information about that as well. I will post some also on um, the and Desiree also show. also really cool pictures of me. <laughs> and, and there's really cool pictures of him. Actually, yeah. there's some really cool pictures of him. He's very strong. He... He he can dance uh -oh. and fly as well. Yeah, <laughs> you got some flying skills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I think we are running. Are we running out of time? We are. We are winding it up. So uh, one last. Any last word? Um. No. No, you've no. been. I mean, that what you just ended on was amazing. So yeah. huge thanks for making the time to come down, Damien. I really appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Um, this is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. And coming up in the next few weeks, Jamie Thomas, uh, Amy Trask, uh, Christian Hisoy, 
Uh, we've got, I've got a lineup of people coming in. I'm super grateful to have also. So thank you guys. Have a dynamite week. Thanks Cole for running the boards. This is the Desiree show on dash radio and I'm out. Are you tired of pain taking pills, whether over the counter or otherwise? Are you looking for a natural way to help your body and your sanity? That's also affordable, drug-free, and will block your pain? This is Desiree Astorga, and I am grateful to have partnered with a brand I truly believe in, a product I use, and to have Biomedical Life Systems as a sponsor of the Desiree Show podcast. Rebound Sport is your answer. It is for me. This amazing stimulator works with your body to alleviate pains due to overexertion, soreness, even helps strengthen your muscles. Head over to BMLS.com and order yours today.